Welcome to a Nate Women podcast with your host, Dr. Skylar Kobaki, and me, Dr. Megan Epps. Thank you for joining us as we focus on the six foundations of health, community, hormones, nutrition, movement, recovery, and mindset. This is where we will take a raw and open approach to healing. Let the discussion begin. Hello and welcome to the Nate Women Podcast. This is Wisdom Wednesday and I'm Dr. Skylar and I'm your host this week. In recent podcasts, Megan and I went over and talked a lot about my birth story and that experience and then also my postpartum experience and my own personal experiences with both of those life events. And we thought it would be really great to sit down and go over some more detailed information, especially about the postpartum period for women and listeners so that you had a better idea of things that you can look out for or to expect when it comes to your own postpartum experience. And just kind of starting off, I'm mostly going to go over the things that go wrong with the postpartum experience, some mood disorders, some syndromes, and give you an idea of what occurs with those so that you can have your radar up for that type of thing and that you know what you can do to get this the help that you need and also some holistic things that you can look out to do to help lessen those symptoms and syndromes and uh, what you can talk about with your providers concerning these issues that can arise postpartum. I really just want to start off by saying that when it comes to postpartum care and support for women after they have a baby, as a whole, I would say our society is really dropping the ball. Now, that's not to say that there aren't a lot of really great postpartum and perinatal support and providers out there for women. There definitely are, but we just do not have enough and the access can sometimes be a bit of an obstacle for women when it comes to getting that proper care that they need. One of the really big ticket mood disorders that people actually like have heard of and talk about is postpartum depression. This is a very serious issue and it deserves a great deal of attention, but there are definitely several other mood disorders and health consequences that are often overlooked when it comes to the postpartum period. There's also, uh, for mood disorders, there's things like postpartum anxiety, perinatal panic disorder, perinatal obsessive compulsive disorder, postpartum post-traumatic stress disorder, perinatal bipolar disorder, postpartum psychosis, baby blues, and then something that's categorized as the postnatal depletion. Now, a lot of those mood disorders will sound very similar to mood disorders that are just in existence without being postpartum, and they are very similar in appearance when it comes to the postpartum period for women. It's something that usually is exacerbated by the postpartum period. And a lot of the symptoms kind of mimic that just traditional uh, mood disorder like anxiety. The symptoms are very similar, but there's also going to be things that involve being a new mother and having a baby included in these mood disorders. So for example, intrusive or disturbing thoughts when they have postpartum anxiety or panic disorder or even obsessive compulsive disorder. And these intrusive thoughts will be things where without really any 
specific trigger or anything really causing the actual manifestation of this thought, a mother will just think of something terrible like, what if my baby falls and dies? Or what if I drop my baby? Or what if I fall down the steps with my baby? So these would be classified as intrusive thoughts where a woman thinks these disturbing things, but it's not really because she is having thoughts of harming her baby or herself. They're just entering her mind, often like very like unexpected for her. I remember when my son was new that I would have these thoughts like this, like I would be in the kitchen and I would be chopping up vegetables or something for dinner. And I would be thinking like, oh my gosh, what if I drop this knife and it lands on my baby? Things that really aren't, things that definitely have in the realm of possibility that they could happen, but things that are very unlikely of happening. And for me, I was able to kind of just deal with them and say to myself, this is a weird thought. Uh, It's intrusive. I know I'm not going to harm my baby and just kind of push it out of my mind. But for a lot of women, it can cause a lot of anxiety and stress because they are sometimes so disturbing. So with these postpartum mood disorders, it's best to go to a certified provider who works in this area, who can assess and evaluate you and kind of help you and guide you with what you need to overcome this issue, whether it be a certain type of therapy, maybe medications are required, but then that way you have the proper support that you need. Apart from these mood disorders, the baby blues is something that kind of gets tossed around a lot too. And it is something that will affect a majority of women who give birth. They say anywhere between 50 to 75% of women after birth will experience the baby blues. And it's categorized frequently as prolonged bouts of crying for no apparent reason, sadness and anxiety. And this can cross over into some of those mood disorders, symptoms that we had talked about, or even what we're going to talk about here, the postnatal depletion. But what they categorize the baby blues as being is it's something that shows up soon after birth, but then it goes away quickly. So they say usually it'll kind of crop up within that first week of delivery and will only last a few weeks and then go away on its own without any treatment. For a lot of women, if this sticks around, it usually develops into something like postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. And they're now starting to see that it can happen even beyond that first year postpartum. So originally they were, whoever kind of makes these categories, we're talking about when you're looking at women, their most vulnerable period is in that first year postpartum. But now they're starting to find that women can be affected even a few years after having their child. For these mood disorders, big risk factors are a personal family history of depression or postpartum depression, or if you have premenstrual dysphoric disorder, uh, which can be anxiety, depression, or mood changes leading up to your period. If you have limited support socially or from your family, if your relationship is in conflict, um, if you really didn't choose this pregnancy or if it was a troubling pregnancy for you, complications in your health during pregnancy or a difficult traumatic delivery or premature birth. And typically 
women younger than 20 or a single parent or having a baby with special needs or who cries a lot are all risk factors for postpartum mood disorders. So there is the thoughts that in addition with these risk factors, that postpartum mood disorders are often linked to a rapid drop in hormones after delivery. And these changing hormones have a big effect on a woman's not only physical state, but her brain as well and her emotions. And they can sometimes just be too much for her to handle. So it is really important that you make sure going into your birth and your postpartum period that you do have the resources necessary that if you do identify that you have a postpartum mood disorder, that there's someone that you can talk to uh, and get you the care that you really need and deserve. The big thing that I want to kind of go over here is something called postnatal depletion. So there's a doc out of Australia and his name is Dr. Oscar Saralak. So back in 2018, he wrote a book titled The Postnatal Depletion Cure, A Complete Guide to Rebuilding Your Energy for Mothers of Newborns, Toddlers, and Young Children. And I read this book postpartum. Uh, I got it actually before, when, while I was still pregnant with the intention of reading it before I even gave birth. And that didn't happen. I had a lot of other books that I was reading at the time. And then after I had my son, I made an effort to read this book because I was having struggles and I did find the information so, so valuable. And I think there are so many women who could benefit from the information that he goes over in this book that I think it's a good use of our time to touch base on what the postnatal depletion is defined by him and how he goes about working with women to improve this period of their life. A good thing to know is that you don't have to be newly postpartum to really benefit from this book because he even goes in to talk about it that even with young children, and it's been several years since they've given birth, have these postnatal depletion syndromes essentially, and that they can benefit greatly from going through his protocol of rebuilding and replenishing your body so that you can become your strongest and healthiest self and kind of get back to the energy state and the the strength that you had, just vibrancy before your pregnancy. So he goes on to list the following symptoms as what encompasses the postnatal depletion syndrome. And that would be fatigue and exhaustion, tired on waking, falling asleep unintentionally, hypervigilance, which is often associated with anxiety, a sense of guilt and shame around the role of being a mother and and loss of self-esteem. He says that it's often associated with a sense of isolation and apprehension, and that sometimes even fear will be present when the thought of socializing or leaving the house comes up. There's frustration, overwhelm, and sense of not coping, brain fog, and then loss of libido. He goes on to talk about how the postnatal depletion encompasses the most common phenomenon of fatigue and exhaustion that women experience after having children in combination with brain fog. He also finds that women suffer from emotional lability, which is where your emotions change up and down more easily than they would if you had than they would have in the past. And then there's often feelings of isolation, vulnerability, and not feeling good enough. 
I think a lot of women can identify with these feelings. Obviously, when you first have a baby, the fatigue and exhaustion and brain fog is pretty par for course just because of the nature of having a newborn. But when it lasts for months or even years afterwards, there's definitely an underlying issue going on. And there's a lot of contributing factors to the postnatal depletion syndrome. One huge factor is that we live in a society of constant stress, and most of us have a hard time disconnecting and truly relaxing. So this habitual stress has profoundly negative effects on her hormones, immune function, brain structure, and gut health. Other factors include mothers entering pregnancy in a depleted state, having demanding careers and schedules, sleep deprivation, closely spaced pregnancies. So that would be pregnancies with less than two years between them, poor nutrition, social pressures, and then a lack of effective support for mothers. In the book, he talks about the, his four pillars of health and he lists them to be sleep, purpose, activity, and nutrition, and how you can address each pillar to build your health and replenish your reserves. And then he goes on to talk about how there's three steps to become recovered from postnatal depletion, and that's rebuilding, recovering, and realization. Much of what he goes over in his book is very similar to what we talk about on our platform, and much of the information is complementary. It's essentially looking at the body as a whole on all aspects of health and addressing what needs to be improved and how best to support women doing that. So with the three phases he talks about in the rebuilding phase, women want to focus on nourishment. So nutrition is super important in this phase, especially immediately postpartum. You also want to make sure that you're focusing on your hormonal health and then emotional support. It's always really beneficial during this postnatal period to have individualized analysis done so that your efforts can be the most effective So for women, going to find a great functional health practitioner can help you tailor your diet and supplement regimen to be the most appropriate for you and your needs. And that way you're not just kind of guessing or doing some standard protocol. It's tailored to you and what your body is saying that it needs in that moment. Also, having a really great functional provider can assess your hormone health and possibly add any necessary herbs, supplements that may be necessary in order to balance the hormonal shift. So that would be the rebuilding phase, focusing a lot on self. So nurturing yourself, loving yourself. The recovery phase focuses a lot on optimizing sleep and exercising, and then also working on relationships. So it's like a rebuilding phase. And then he talks about how the final step is of realization, and it's about understanding motherhood as part of the heroine's journey and discovering self-actualization through the process. And I just love that. I think that's so beautiful because motherhood is really the most crazy, beautiful, wonderful, wild journey (laughs) that women go through. And when we can take the time to really focus on honoring that journey and honoring our own bodies and our health and our wellness, it just makes it that much more beautiful. And really, I just, I can't recommend this book enough because I really do think it is so valuable for women. 
and postpartum moms, they just need that extra love and support. And this is something that they can do and work through while also having the support of their family, friends, and practitioners around them that will really help them regain that confidence, regain that health and well-being, and set her up for a good future, not just one year postpartum, but years postpartum. And I really do believe that if women are able to get the support and care that they need, not only during the postpartum period, but just in general, we would have a much stronger and healthier society. Thank you for listening to the Innate Women podcast. You are invited to join our community at innatewomen.com. We believe that healing is not done in isolation. If you want to start your healing journey or join a group of women who are dedicated to growth in health and mindset, join our social media and our private Facebook group to connect. To find out more, head over to innatewomen.com. We can't wait to meet you.